Welcome to Meltcast. Hello. Uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> we have some of the organizers from LA Zine Fest today. Uh, introduce yourselves so that way everyone knows what you sound like. Hello, my name is Ria. Hello, my name is Simon. Hi, I'm Daisy. And uh, we're here to talk about Zine Fest and zines. So, first off, uh, how did you guys get involved with Zine Fest? I feel like that's a super basic question that you guys get a lot but i am we have different answers i think yeah Yeah. well i think we remember everything differently it's (laughs) we've known we've we've all known each other for so long um well i well um we actually used to do zine workshops here at Mm. meltdown meredith did right or no well meredith meredith would do zine events and guest on astra to do monthly zine somethings that's what he told her he was like i don't really care what you do but just do something about zines yeah and so she (laughs) she had a at the time she was my neighbor and she went to ria's zine making club yeah i was party one (laughs) i I ran an arts and crafts center on the west side and i was like zines yeah people are into zines yeah i'm gonna make a club gonna make a not you know Let's just invite people. It'll be easy. Make a flyer. I put out everything, and then Meredith was the only one to show up. <laughs> and then we were kind of bummed, but we were looking at each other thinking, this is not, we are not the only two people that are writing and self-publishing and interested in this kind of stuff. So we just need to do a better job of like, connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. So getting th- everyone together. Yeah. So then it became kind of easy after that because... We just looked around at the people we already knew rather than trying to, you know, we realized that the community already existed. It was just, Uh you know, creating the right situations for people to interact and share zines and continue creating zines and stop calling it signs. (laughs) And and then, yeah, so it happens all the time. (laughs) Do do people really still call it signs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I might have done that the first time. I don't know. No, everyone for me, everyone gets one free pass. Because <laughs> like it when you when you look at Z I N E, unfortunately, yeah, that is how you're supposed to pronounce it. But it's, well, it's when I see that though, I think magazine. So I was like, oh, yeah. zine, obviously. And the, yeah, and yeah. so like that's how we've made it made that word to sound. And so there's a lot of people we know who get pissed when people say zines. zines. I'm like, just give. Tell them once if they say if they if they fuck up twice, go get mad. <laughs> I, you I get one free pass. Yeah, as a as a record collector, that happens with vinyl. People say vinyls, but it's vinyls. Uh, it's vinyl. Really? Yeah, and I, I say vinyl. I've never heard vinyl. that one, but I, I, I think know. that on occasion. Maybe you're, I've heard Europeans say vinyl. Vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, it started with uh, <laughs> yeah, with so. the vinyls and the zines. And the and small workshops and then in small worlds there there are fests that exist in other cities mm-hmm. that um that I kn- I knew that Meredith had uh, attended and um, was really excited about and then we connected with Bianca who knew Meredith from tabling zines at Unique LA and looking around and kind of wishing there was more mm-hmm. of a representation of of zines and printed work there so. Yeah, we just decided, okay, we're going to make a fest. Let's see what happens. Might be rustic. <laughs> might be just a little thing. And it was so, it just became so much bigger than we imagined because um, 
it, it was an intersection of all these different art forms and mediums we were already working in, like mm. music, comics, drawers, poets, photographers, people writing about, you know, their kids' lives, kids writing about their favorite ants and <laughs> bugs and stuff. So, well, yeah, it was just creating the right situation for everyone to come together. And, and now, for us, it was mostly oh, luck, too. Sorry. Oh, but luck. it's like everything that first year happened just fall into place at the right time, and everything for was sure. just perfect because <laughs> it, it also seems like without an la zine fest the zine community would kind of just be in shambles so like i'm because i'm relatively new i guess to zines and comics in general but um like i'd imagine there's no clear place for people to go and now zine fest in my mind is essentially comic-con of like zines to like Whoa! <laughs> I'm, and that was, that was another thing that I wanted to get to later, I guess. But how do you guys feel about like comics, like Marvel, DC, Image? Because I know that there are some people that are like, yeah, I still like those, and people that like hate it, like Brandon Graham. I think just... it just depends on the like the person. If you're a comic book person, then and if you're into zines, that's you know, it's not unkosher. Hmm. I mean, Meredith, who. Of what we've been talking about, she now works at Image Comics. Nice. And uh, I read a lot of comic books. I mean, I used to come to Meltdown all the time. Mm. Yeah, she's exposed me to a lot of incredible comics through Image that I never knew existed. Like these in- really, like these superheroes, where I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, wow, someone is making this kind of stuff. It's so weird. I love it. And it's just like different from, it's different from, I I think maybe people have an idea of what comics means. Maybe like they're not into superhero comics, so they reject the idea of comics because they lump it, all comics into the same subgenre. That it's all superheroes and like muscly people. (laughs) But, you know, like zines, comics is an evolving form as well. And comics is a part of zines, so we have to support it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's, you know. I uh, like comics with an X. <laughs> <laughs> right, so many different uh, kinds, dude. Where is, like, the cutoff for a, a zine? Like, where is it, where does the, the line from zine to comic book? Oh, from zine. Yeah, Daisy. I don't know. It's just, like, I think, for me, that question, when I think about what differentiates a zine from a comic or what draws a line for a zine, I think there's a really interesting debate to be had about technology, because there's this weird like feud in between people who are having their zines through the computer and only available through the computer. So like it's called an e-zine. Mm. And then there are people that are like, no, fuck that. You know, <laughs> it's all about paper, cut, paste, copy and shit. So I don't know. I think it's all relative. And I think if there is a place for you, if that's how you want to produce it, then I don't, I don't know. I mean, I personally would not make an easy, but I can't prevent somebody else from being like, fuck you, don't make that shit. You <laughs> know, what I have a blog too. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know who's to say what's right or wrong. Well, I, th- I think what it kind of yeah. acknowledges is that the term zine represents a culture and a community as much as it does the article itself. So mm. comics, like the line between comics and zines, it's really like, how you choose to identify your work and, and it's, a, it's it's hard like we have like we're kind of representing this community of zines but really everyone has their own 
like their own standards and integrity and like they have their own idea of what a zine is supposed to be and so it's like we're not really trying to please everyone because we each have our own idea of what a zine is supposed to be and that's right like, um, that's really like the hardest part is having to like like be the one to call the shot like oh no that's more of a comic like it's it's that's an art book that's not a zine <laughs> I mean, it's like when you go to do, when you guys do workshops, I think, or people that are not exposed to zines, they're like, so what what can I put in the zine or how do I make the zine? That's one of the most common questions that we get. And it's like, whatever, whatever dude. you want, whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah, that's like, no holds barred. Uh, that, I don't know if this uh, is a question that should be asked. Have you guys ever turned anyone away from LA Zine Fest because it's like an, too much of an art book or something well, like that. Yes. <laughs> the, well, I mean, part of part of the, the the response, a deep, a larger answer to yes, is that um, like we have to take a look at everything that's being submitted and create a representation of di- like a diverse representation for the fest. So, in other cities I've been to, there's not, you know, comics aren't as popular and have so heavy right like los angeles is very illustration heavy comics heavy and there's other people doing other things as well but i mean you know in in chicago there's so many political scenes so amazing and it's a very regional thing yeah yeah like the northwest is very like do-it-yourself persines persine means like personal yeah i don't know south (laughs) is very anarcho uh very grim down there. Oh, is there? I've never been to that. the what New Orleans No Cal Zine Fest, right? Richmond Zine Fest. Oh, never been. Mm. Well, 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 dark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so we do have to, but it's not because you know we're trying to to keep out certain genres. It's just there's a Hard. lot of there's a lot, and there's really also what, what people want to see. If there are people like we do take into the account that. Like we get feedback, like you, like why are there so many people selling art prints? Why aren't there enough zines? And so, like that was one of the first, uh, like critiques that we got that we took, that we immediately like employed. Okay, like you, if you're gonna apply, you have to have seventy percent zines. We tried making like our first year, people were applying with like beer cozies on their application, and we like we didn't know anything, so we're like, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, come in. Is that a zine? Yeah, beer cozy, (laughs) totally a zine. And so the next year, we uh, after a few people had pointed that out, and it's like, why weren't there more zines? We were like, okay, you have to have I think fifty percent paper things is what we said, and so then there were a ton of people who were just selling like. Art, like twenty dollar art books, and that's not that is that is not a, a zine. Like, I mean, as a as a you hesitate. Well, there, like <laughs> like one thing for me that separates like zines from like uh, other forms of media or art is like sometimes it's the price and the accessibility. Like yeah. zines mm-hmm. shouldn't cost twenty dollars. Yeah, as if, a as a zine purchaser, it if it fits it makes in your it back difficult pocket to like because I know well now. There's people with square car readers, but like I like to take cash because not everyone has those. Mm-hmm. So when you come across something that is twenty dollars or something, it's like, oh fuck! There's all of all of the money. There's the whole bill. <laughs> and uh, also, you can you can swear as much as you want. I don't know if you already. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, is, yeah. I think we're beyond. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I should have asked. Sorry. I don't know. Go ahead. It My is. bad, bro. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so then people kept selling like like art books and prints. Like that was a huge thing. Uh, honestly, people were complaining about, but people had mentioned to us that there were still like not enough zines. So we we're like, okay, eighty percent zines. Like if you don't like you don't even have to have them ready. Just tell us about these zines that you're gonna make. And sometimes. Mm. That doesn't even happen in the yeah. application. So, like, that's that's where I kind of draw the line. And, like, it's not – at that point, it's not really, like, my personal opinion. It's, like, we just want to make sure there are as many zines as possible at the zine fest. Because mm-hmm. we're not a craft fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then how long do you guys uh, work on organizing it? Like, is mm-hmm. it, like, a – All year. <laughs> all year? Oh. Uh, well, like, what is – how does that start, I guess? Like, after this zine fest, what comes after that? Well, we usually have at <laughs> least two to three reflections meetings that just talk about, like, all the things that went well and not well and why. And, like, our feelings. We talk about our feelings. And let's face it, we, nice. take, we take a month off. <laughs> we take some time away. Yeah. But, but it, the first, the hugest venue, venue. The, what the space it's going to be held in is number one. And, uh. you know, we have been in a position of wanting to, thinking we were going to have the fest in a in the same venue that we did the previous year before, but that has not happened. And, and it's been so difficult to find the space. Um, a lot of people want to charge a lot of money it's not mm. we don't have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like we're we we are we are the zine fest biggest volunteers we've not we, no one's made any guy like no not one not one dollar <laughs> <laughs> off of this but but also you know it's not just the cost of the space it's like you like you have to the envision main, all of these things oh. that are taking place inside of it and you know is it gonna factoring in like is it gonna be in a community center or would we do it in an institution because an institutional kind of style building like a museum or something because that will change you know people's mindset as they enter this space like the space is so important like mm. would it, we have it at the mall is it close <laughs> to a bus stop or yeah. a train and that that has been difficult and and you, we've always found a venue months later than we want to because it's difficult to then really envision how you're going to create this like little world for a day if you don't know what planet it's going to be on and then when choosing a venue do you have like are you looking for a place like you have this amount of people that you know you're going to have and then you're looking for a place that will facilitate those people are you do you find the place and then just decide on how many people uh how many vendors or, or tablers you'll have then the second one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we'd we'd love to to have more agency in and and perhaps we are learning how to do, how to like be the ones that are like, yeah, we need this space. Give us this space because you know <laughs> this is this is how it works. But as of now, it's been like it okay, doesn't work like that. <laughs> you know, because you're ca- you're looking, you're driving around these like neighborhoods, and you're like, whoa, that building looks empty or kind of cool or like mm. what goes on in there it's probably going to be empty in february <laughs> just give it to us i'm gonna free. yeah and then you make your phone calls and it's like oh wow ten thousand cool all right see you later <laughs> <laughs> but you know once the space is found then we start 
you know everything will trying trying to get the word out to place. people as soon as possible so they can apply so they we can announce the date because then people come from all over although it is primarily local vendors we do zine culture is national and yeah. global global it's global it's either one <laughs> yeah and uh so people people will attend the fest all over the country throughout the year so we that's that's exciting as well yeah. to like welcome those people and yeah. And do you guys uh, collaborate with the other Zine Fests on like who might be coming your way or? Mm, not or in that, that way. We are. we. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of them are our friends, so we mm-hmm. learn. We talk to each other about what the different experiences are organizing events in the different cities. That's you know that's how we learn. Like okay, what. Why does LA is LA the only one that has so many comics makers and like and yeah, then yeah we had this one like uh, every time Portland has their Zine Fest they have a uh, organizers like powwow so anyone who is a Zine Fest organizer from a different city like we oh. all get together in this one room so and nerdy all... it's so nerdy <laughs> and we but all it's just so talk amazing about event planning for zines and it's. <laughs> <laughs> But that sounds yeah. awesome. It, it is really cool. So but. it's like it's nice in that way. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. we do collaborate with other zine fests, but it's mostly just like um, just Experience. like talking about our feelings. Uh. <laughs> Some more. And then how, I don't even know how to approach this question. I guess about like trading zines. Does that? Oh yeah. Because is that still like a thing that a lot of people do? Because when I think of trading zines, <laughs> I think. Like, yeah, that does sound awesome, but maybe that doesn't work the same to where, like, arcades today, where if you go to an ar- <laughs> arcade, you know that putting the quarter down means, like, you got next, but if I go to an arcade today, I don't want to be the only person doing that, because I've never seen anyone do that now. You know what I mean? What do you think, Daisy? I think you're a dick if you don't want to trade with somebody. <laughs> like, because it's actually like, you know, I've been on that opposite end where, like, I think when I went to San Diego Zine Fest, I wasn't exhibiting, but I was just like, can I, can I please trade? Like, it takes a lot of nerve to ask somebody, like, hey, dude, like, I like your shit. Can I, would it be cool if we just traded? And I've had somebody say, oh, no, no, no. I was like, all right, whatever. But it's just kind of like you're in a vulnerable state when you offer your zine to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot. There's but a lot of- I have to That's- say that. I, when I tabled uh, last year, I did not trade one of my zines because it was a, a mixed media zine called So What, and I did only fourteen, and they're really small, but I hand stitched every single one of them, so it took like hours. Mm-hmm. So when everybody said, "Can I trade it?" I'm like, "No, I'm so sorry. It's just like it took too much time out of me. I don't want to trade it because it's like I want to get at least the two. Bucks. Well, that's the cool thing <laughs> is that zines in the, in this. Situation zines are another form of commerce. It's like you don't just need to like pony up your dollars and you know, you can your your work is is worth as much as like paying money for it mm-hmm. for someone's work in exchange. And that yeah. feels really good too. So yeah. That's why we we also encourage people who if they don't didn't get a table this year because we can't accommodate everyone that applied, like bring your stuff, bring your shit and trade with people. And we have a free table, so if you're down to just leave it there, people will take it. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. you can participate by attending and trading as well. Totally encouraged. We had nice. one guy bring, he safety pinned his zines to his shirt and walked around and asked people to trade 
like right off of his back. Like he had his shirt with safety pinned zines all over it. Uh huh. Oh. Yeah. I thought <laughs> in my mind, I thought like I imagined him walking around with his arms out and just like grab one, just rip it off me, grab. One. Um, <laughs> Not too far from the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um. Where uh, I want to say, what are you reading now? But is there uh, <laughs> like are there any particular zine makers that you want that are that you're reading now that you are particularly favoring um i just read a a pretty intense zine um called no place for a vacation it's by andrew something (laughs) oh i'll have to look it up and maybe I'll come back to this, but he's, and it's about his, uh, he went on a birthright <laughs> to oh. Israel. And um, after it was over, he like backpacked around the Middle East. And it was really, it was a really good scene. That sounds awesome. Um, the two most recent ones I read are, uh, what's the name of the, <laughs> the one that Jonas just put together, or put together recently, is it Survivor? Is that what it's called? Um, Anyways. He put together a comp, comp. Jonas is amazing. <laughs> yeah, Jonas Cannon um, from Chicago creates amazing work, but put together a compilation zine um, that has a lot of great stuff. He is going to be tabling at the fest. Uh, and he's going to be speaking. This guy walked into the bookstore that I work at, Pop Hop, in Highland Park, and he he walked in. He's from New Zealand, and he had these comics zines that he makes glossy pages color like would do so well here he walks in and he said am i about to do it i was just kind of contemplating whether i'm going to try a new zealand accent (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna try nah it's it's coming out southern okay well but (laughs) but he he was like yeah i make you know make this comic and can you sell it for a dollar here and it's I think it's called like the New Waver, New Wave Chronicles or something, and it's like the coolest shit. It's like him. It's kind of Peter Bag style. He's talking about Lou Reed. He's talking about um, Iggy Pop, an artist that he likes. But his drawings are amazing. The panels are incredible, and he's just talking about how. And it's in color. It's in uh, the cover is in color, oh. inside black and white, but like real nice and like. I was like, dude, only a dollar? For only a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I got really excited when I read that because uh, he just walked in and he's like, yeah, I'll be in town till Monday, taking off. <laughs> and so that was cool. I mean, that's that's a great thing, too, about c- talking to people who make zines. That's why it's important to table because not everyone's zine is going to look as great as this guy's <laughs> one does on the cover, but that doesn't mean that like it doesn't it isn't amazing. And sometimes you need to just get to know that person um to to understand that what you're about to experience is going to be something really special or really well written because you don't always know that mm-hmm. you know don't um, judge a book don't judge a scene by <laughs> its <laughs> by its color uh what are you oh, um nothing <laughs> cool. really i think uh, i always revisit cindy crab stuff because her stuff oh, yeah. is like really amazing and it's like really powerful and inspirational and uh but um, let me think. No, <laughs> I haven't read anything super recent. Recent. Uh, how do you guys feel about uh, people selling their zines online? To where like 
That's cool. It's fine. I, just because I asked that because I've uh, I recently bought some stuff from uh, I think Silver Sprocket Bicycle Club. We they, love them. They they are awesome. I love everything they put out, but. It just feels weird buying stuff online to where like, ah, oh, this, I feel like I need to buy this in person. No, this they person. they like that you bought it. Yeah. Uh, well, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure like, because that's why I think selling your stuff online is great because then you can make money like anywhere. You could sell it anywhere. It's very common for um, like really prolific zine, zine writers or zinesters to sell their stuff on Etsy. Mm-hmm. That like I, I just bought a zine two days ago from Deirdre. About, like, something about witches. I don't know. <laughs> Typical. Standard. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's really, it's not uncommon at all. And, I mean, none of us here, uh, all of us here engage with the internet. We communicate yeah. through it. It is how we advertise our festival. And to say, I mean, it's, you know, but what you're ordering is a physical object that you're going to experience differently. But it's the means that we have to communicate and get the word out has changed and we you know to to resist that would be damaging to the to the culture itself so like the distros that exist online um the ones that come to my mind immediately are like brown recluse stranger danger antiquated future sweet candy distro yeah there's a lot false start (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah those those people are, you know, are having like mini zine fests every single day mm-hmm. online, getting people's work out there. Like that is amazing because sometimes, sometimes the hardest thing about artists, um, like sharing their work is that it's like they won't share their work. That's like yeah. you spend all this time and you create something and then you're like, ah, oh, nobody's gonna nah. So to to give that 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 duty to someone else who wants to take it on and be like, yeah, I want to get your stuff out there, like. Mm. That, that's amazing. And online, you can read all these. You can even flip through some of the pages oh. <laughs> with the click of a mouse. You guys heard of this? <laughs> and then, are you guys reading any, like, uh, I guess the uh, comics now of like Image, Marvel, DC, any of those? I mean, we're all reading anything from Image because yeah. yeah, Im- yeah, 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 Image is killing. <laughs> are you guys reading so Saga? Good. I yeah, actually. Uh, is that I the got, one you got from Meredith? Yeah. So She gave beautiful. me the first book. Ah, it is <laughs> so good. It is I so good. Um, um, so that that's pretty much... That's, that's the only comic book that I've read recently. Yeah, yeah, recently. No. Meredith gave me one about a women's prison i don't remember what it's called bitch planet dude bitch planet (laughs) how can i forget dude so many is there not a million and a half things in your head right now until february 15th (laughs) zine fest yeah bitch planet so great yeah what about you what are you oh i'm i haven't read a lot of my recent pools but uh i'm reading the last three books i read are the humans which is Fucking oh great, yeah, they're gonna be t- raunchy. They're gonna be tabling at Zine Fest. I so love good. Tom Neely. Love Keenan. They're both. Amazing. They're also doing a photo booth. Are they really? Yeah. When did this happen? Yeah. What? what? Huh? <laughs> oh. It's okay. You probably just got that email. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, the new Squirrel Girl book and Ant Man, which okay. I'm just a big fan of Ant Man. I'm so glad he has his own book. <laughs> but um cool. How about 
for you, Daisy? No. no. Bitch planet, that's, it. that's my answer. Final <laughs> uh, answer. Have you guys have you seen the, uh like how much people love it that like like there are people getting tattoos and stuff now? Really? It's been like I mean, there's people who get tattoos of Slurpees as well. Uh, (laughs) That is true. But but yeah, no, I mean, we just hear hear about it, but um, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I imagine a lot of it is sold here, yeah? Uh, Bitch Planet? Or what, all the the stuff you were mentioning, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The humans might have, probably. Better be. Yeah. No, I've I've bought humans here before. Yeah. They're so awesome. Uh, (laughs) It's a weird sentence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um and you said you were moving oh yes. gosh here we go oh, time to cry no, i'm sorry uh are you are you gonna continue your no your, no you're, gonna, you're not gonna you mean organize uh, any more zine fests oh zine fest no it'd be very no. difficult from afar it's like, we've tried skyping interviews with even Mary, on vacation yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> to like, like you, other zine fest? Yeah, because you said you're moving to Oregon, right? Yeah, I'm at, yeah, meetings, um, skyping meetings. Well, mom, my friend, my friend Alex organized, like she helped organize the uh, Portland zine fest, and she asked me to if to I wanted to. Go over and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I said not, not, not right now. This, yeah. this is, uh, this has been a pretty uh, consuming endeavor, and. Um, um, I need a, need like a, a, a small vacation. Um, any kind of like organizing. I want to I want to go to a zine fest and like just chill enjoy out. it. Yeah. <laughs> Walk around maybe. <laughs> Without a walkie talkie tucked in your back pocket. Oh, I want the walkie talkie still. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, like, the walk. That is the best thing ever. <laughs> I'm gonna like just the crackle. Like, <laughs> just like yeah, like so in. good, <laughs> so good. Uh, no, yeah, but I'm probably not right now. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's something that I'll definitely volunteer for. And I mean, we're all volunteers, um, but not not right now. I need to like, chill out, and I need to I need <laughs> to focus. Relax. I need to work on me for a little bit. <laughs> now, uh, tell everyone about this coming Zine Fest. I'm pretty. I'm gonna try and get this episode episode out today. Oh, okay. So Whoa. it'll be next weekend. <laughs> tell them, Daisy. It's all happening on Sunday, <laughs> February 15th, 11 to 5. Um, it should be really awesome. I'm really looking forward to it, especially it's just going to be exciting after everything that we've been going through to just be there and, you know, see. Ev- I think once we're there, hopefully we're just like super cool and pretend like we haven't stressed out for the past few months about everything. But um, there's going to be workshops, panels, uh, a photo booth, as Rhea just mentioned. <laughs> you heard it here first. And then uh, a really cool keynote speaker, Legs McNeil, uh, with What's-Her-Face. Julian McNeil. Julian McNeil. Um, yeah, it should be awesome. Come. Sex yeah, scenes is going to play. Oh, yeah, scenes. sex scenes is going to play afterward. After there's the, so many people tabling. There's there are over two hundred exhibitors. Zine yeah. libraries. There's gonna be drawing tables. Oh yeah, that was everything is too. plural right now. <laughs> yeah. For the first time ever. Take the bus there though. You, you can take the bus. The Ride uh, your bike. Six hundred three. <laughs> the ninety ninety. And where is it again? It's at the Hummenetman Gymnasium Banquet Hall, <laughs> at three three four seven San Fernando Road. 
Um, you can like all this is on lazinefest.com. Our Facebook page is pretty active too. Facebook.com slash LAZINEFEST. Um, oh, yeah, and LAZINE Week. There's mm. lots of fun stuff going on at LAZINE yeah. Week. During yeah. Um, LAZINE Week is a – the week leading up to ZineFest, we'll try and do, like, an entire week's worth of zine <laughs> events. Why did we do this again? <laughs> <laughs> it's a we delegate. See, other people make events, send us the flyer, we put them on the website. It took us four years to figure out how to do that, right? <laughs> Um, our Zine Week. Uh, oh, that's a different app. Hold on. <laughs> but yeah, it's an opportunity for for people to host Zine workshops and events and incorporate zines into music shows and stuff like that throughout the week at other places. Ooh, are you handing me this smartphone? <laughs> so, um, all right, Skylight Books mm-hmm. has a sale of all uh, the zine, all their zines during the week, fifteen to twenty percent off. Today, today at 4 p.m. Oh, yeah, Dum Dum. Dum Dum. <laughs> it's the Dum Dum release party at the Echo. Uh, Tulips, Bloody Death Skull, So Many Wizards, it's Five Bones. Four o'clock. It is an early show. Four mm. o'clock. Well, I think they're doing, they're going to have readings there uh, in the interim. So there's going to be readings and then they're going to start performing at eight. What? I sent you that email. <laughs> I, I looked at it. Here we go. <laughs> At least we're all on the same page about what Daisy Fest is on, <laughs> because dear God, um, yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's a workshop today at one Ziba from Three Amigos Press. Oh my God, she rules so hard, librarian. Uh, tomorrow, one p.m. There, oh, at the Echo Park Film Center. See, like there's zine stuff happening all over. They got at, a really really at cool stories. Movie. There's a reading tomorrow, two p.m. There's a reading at the Arroyo Seco Library on Tuesday. Uh, co-hosted by Razor Cake. Bless those people. Um, yeah, Pop Pop has a, a drawing club on Wednesday. Friday, there's readings at book show. There's, there's a lot so of zine much. activities What's in Highland Park. What's all this other I, stuff? Oh, that, that was pavement. A, that was the playlist from Ooh. yesterday. <laughs> wow, I really got to get my hands on a smartphone. <laughs> well, you almost had one. <laughs> Well, that, all that, that is awesome. Zine Week. That is awesome. Thanks. Um, I guess, I think that's our time, I guess. Well, so, you, you should know. I, <laughs> I, I, I am terrible with tracking the time. Like, I'll, I'll press record and then I'll come sit down. I'll think, shit, I should have... It's 9.47. What's your co-host at, huh? I know, man. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> He's uh, in the bathtub reading comics right now. Drowning in his tears. <laughs> Just a thought. We actually never met him. I don't know. <laughs> we actually have three other co-hosts. It's oh, just oh. like it's just a matter of getting here. So I told him like, "All right, Saturday morning," and he was the only one that. Was oh, like, you got to oh, bribe yeah. people. Maybe yeah. co- chocolate, <laughs> coffee, waffles. This is a cozy spot, though. Oh yeah, uh, recording here at the Nerdist Studio. What else do you guys have to promote? Like on your own personal things. I had a show yesterday. It went great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I cleared my schedule for this week, so it's a... I did not. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, because you're moving. I guess I'll just re-promote Dum Dum's event, because me and Bianca will be there, maybe Simon. Uh, Yeah, 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 I'm going to be there. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to be there hosting a zine workshop um, today at four, Mm -hmm. until I don't know, whenever... before the show starts during the readings. So we'll be there hanging out. So if this is out before then, come hang out. If this is out after then, 
We wish you were there. <laughs> you missed a really awesome show. Yeah. But how about like your own zines, your Twitters, your mm-hmm. Instagrams? I don't. I don't think anyone here tweets. Like my Twitter. We have a, we have a LA Zine Fest Twitter, but I think Bianca does that and minimally. My Twitter is just attached to my Instagram, so whatever I Instagram is Twitter. Just get tweets out. So it's like not personal. It's like not anything, <laughs> not anything cool. It's just like hey, check, click on this link and see this picture that you can see on Instagram if you're following me already. What are the uh, names of your zines, Daisy? Um, I have like an ongoing photography zine called Halatant. That's just a collaboration of other photographers. So it's not my own personal. My work is included, but it's like a a resource for other photographers to gain exposure. Because um, I know that as a photographer, or like for people that are just starting out, like sometimes it's difficult for them to like want to show their work. So I'm trying to use it as a a way for just encouraging people like hey it's okay it's cool you know don't be scared like i'll just (laughs) i'll just take your pictures and i'll prepare everything and then i'll put it out there um i haven't done a new one but i think the last one halitant volume three i just sold that at iazine fest but i haven't put it anywhere Mm -hmm. to sell so it's just like hanging out with my cat (laughs) my cat's probably sitting Mm -hmm. on it right now um, and then I have another photography zine called I'm Sorry, um, and it's a mixed media zine. So there's hand stitching in it and my photography in it, and then I painted some acrylic stuff over the panels. Your photos are good. Your Thanks. photos are good. I left my camera in the car. Oh. Oops. <laughs> What's well, your Instagram hand? Or yeah, It's just Daisy Noemi. Um, there's another Daisy Noemi that has <laughs> my... But hers has an underscore. Like Her boyfriend is always like... I love you. you. I love you, Daisy. And I'm like, fuck. Your girlfriend should probably get this, right? And I'm always like, oh, it's just Ian. It's just Ian. No way. Whenever he, whenever he fucking tags me, and I'm just like, and I always talk all this shit, and I'm like, dude, it's not me. I'm not your girlfriend. I know, but there's just I'm just like without the underscore, and I think my my picture is just like a weird film film uh, scan. It's just, like, all abstract shit. Artsy-fartsy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I try to keep it, like, not per- super personal, but whatever. I just posted a picture of my niece yesterday night. She's cute. That's really good. <laughs> She's real cute. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I have I have an Instagram that I don't use that often because I'm, I do the LA Zine Fist Instagram. So... Uh, it's Instagram at LAZineFest. It's worth mentioning that Simon designed the logo of LAZineFest. Oh, yeah. Uh, and is an amazing illustrator. Yeah. Oh, nice. thank you. It is a great logo. Toot, toot. <laughs> uh, but if, yeah, my personal Instagram is Simontologist. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> you follow me. I know. <laughs> um, I... My, the website for my art is also simontologist.com. So just check out the stuff that I've done there. Um, it's, uh, it's a hoot and a holler. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, my film stuff, my film photography website is also daisynoemi.com. There you go. If anybody How wants you spell Noemi? Exactly like it sounds. No, Emmy. N-O-E-M-I. Thank you. <laughs> it's not like Klaus Nomi. No. no. <laughs> no. Close. Yeah. Close, close. <laughs> and I do a zine. I, I've done 
two zines recently. One was with another organizer, Bianca. She wrote it. I drew it. It's called uh, Problem Solution. And it's a, it's a bunch of uh, life-threatening problems in her life and how to solve, how to, res- how to resolve them. Um, it's funny. It's really good. It's really good. She's a really, really, really funny writer. Um, and then I did another one called Still, Still Death. Still, I thought, it was, yeah, all right. <laughs> I don't remember. They were basically, I do, um, my friend and I used to go to the uh, Natural History Museum every week and then just draw the dioramas. Um, so, like, yeah, still lifes, but everything was dead. <laughs> that, it was, um, I'll, pro- I'll bring some. I got a ton. I got a ton. I got a ton that I need to, like, staple. But <laughs> there'll be some there at Zine Fest. Um, I I make a zine series called Avocado Spaceship, and so it's good. it's a combination of nonfiction and fiction. Uh, a lot of it has to do with adventures I gone on and things I create in my mind. And um, uh, the I'm a, I also play a lot of music. I'm in two bands. One is called Lilacs. The other is called Sister Mantos. And um, when did that happen? Recently, at the same time, the photo booth. Same time. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> what instrument do you play? Um, you uh, guitar and sing. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I create music on my own called Whisper Kid. I don't. I don't have a Instagram because I got a little flippy phone. But uh, I do have SoundCloud and make zines paper. You know. Uh, yeah. And this question, I had a hard time. I'm going back into interview mode. Uh, <laughs> um, I had a hard time trying to think because it's such a like a, a generic question. I know it's it can be super difficult, but I'm trying to make it as more specific to like what was your first experience in zines? <laughs> like, how did you first get into that world, mm-hmm. or uh, what was the zine that really brought you on, or a creator that really like I am now full on board with zines. Mm. Well, I um, I was first exposed to zines. I grew up in Seattle, and so I, and I spent a lot of time in Olympia, um, which has heavy riot girl culture. And I was exposed to zines there through the bookstore that's there. Um, I think I th- I was definitely exposed to zines first without before knowing what they were, what to call them, mm-hmm. and um, so I can't I can't think of anything in particular, but. Um, that's that was my first exposure to them. But um, what about what about everyone else? Well, I I didn't get exposed to zines until uh, my adult life. Um, like, but my f- my friend and I, JT, we I met him in uh, he taught at where I went to college, and he had this thing that he would try and make his students do, which is called a book a week, and we would. Um, write and illustrate a book every week and then we'd read it to each other and I was the only person who would go and then after each semester would end we would still get together once a week and write and read our books and then after I graduated we just just kept still doing it and um and so that's kind of how I got into like self-creating and self-publishing these like tiny little books that we later turned into zines. Mm. And uh, those are the kind of workshops that we were doing here. 
Um, and then for me, I was sort of a late bloomer with the whole zine culture as well. Um, I got introduced to it when I was living in San Diego, and I went to a zine swap um, that I just found out about through friends or friends, friends or friends. And I didn't have a zine. I didn't make a zine to swap. But there were people that gave me their zines that I knew there. And then after that, I was like, well, what is a zine or a zine, you know? <laughs> um, so I, like, researched it, and I found out that... Uh, Girls of Go-Go was local to San Diego, so they were having some sort of event. I don't remember exactly if it was a reading or a workshop or just like a hangout sesh. Um, but it, I went and I just checked out all the zines and I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like, why am I not more involved in this, some aspect of it? And then I sort of just um, didn't really do anything immediately. But like as I approached my transition from San Diego to Los Angeles in 2011, I started making my very first zine. And it was about the transition from San Diego to Los Angeles, which is like super emotional. I'm like, I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I love you, sort of stuff. But um, so that's how I got involved with the zine culture. I don't exactly What about remember. you? Yeah. <laughs> like how did... uh, I want to say my first, because uh, I don't remember exactly the first experience of the zine, but the, the big one for me was... Um, Oh no, I forgot what it's called. Um, Silver Sprocket Bicycle Club puts it out, and it's a, a compilation mm-hmm. of the of like punk stories. Okay, Do you know which one I'm talking about? No, but, uh, but uh, it sounds you know cool. that one zine about <laughs> punk stories. Uh, you know the one, the you know. Uh, oh no, I wish I could remember, but uh, it had Liz Liz Prince in there, and I just. Fell in love with Liz Prince. Liz oh, Prince. She's is great. Have you awesome. read Tomboy? Yeah, it's so good. So yeah. good. She. Uh, well, they, you can, you can probably get that compilation punk story zine at Zinefest. Zine yeah, because it'll be there. I'll be there, and I'm gonna use. I'm gonna lose all my money. Oh, you'll have change. You'll have change. <laughs> oh no no no! Like I'm gonna spend it all there. <laughs> but, um, Mitch Clem is also in there. Oh yeah yeah. And he's. Uh, oh well, he he runs it, right? Or am I wrong? No, well, no. Um, the guy who runs it, his name is Avi. I think he's one of the guys who runs it. Um, Mitch Clem, I believe, is a reviewer for Razor Cake. No, there's a guy. I had no idea. There's a he, he does a really great music podcast on Razor Cake. Mitch Clem. Uh, that, check it that, out. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, that sounds like him. He's got a beard. Oh, I only know that because he draws himself with a beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, does it... Do, making your first zine, was that, like, a an easy thing? Or did it kind of, like... Did you kind of have to build up to that? Because for m- me, I'm not an artist, but I, like... I was like, man, I want to make a zine. But no, that's... I'm dumb. But, <laughs> like, for, kinda like... For me, I use it... Well, when I think of my first zines and when I the ones I create in workshops, I use it as an exercise to just finish something and like like I'm like okay, I have this template. I have an 8-page zine and a single sheet of paper and I'm going to like my goal is to complete this so that I can get it out there and it doesn't have to doesn't have to be perfect. That's that's a great has been a great lesson I've learned through zines because in a lot of my art practice like music i take it very seriously and i'm hard on myself and i'm like oh okay let's try again like 12 takes or let's like no let's like practice the and uh, like with zines 
it's an opportunity for me to just get it out there. So, um, yeah, that, that's definitely, that's, that's the one, yeah, huge lesson for me in scenes. Doesn't have to have drawings either. Oh, that is, that is. <laughs> but just like writing in general, I've, I'm just bad at it. I'm also just bad at talking, if you haven't, haven't noticed. <laughs> Good I thing did. you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, You're not bad. It's thrown, it thrown on me. You're not bad. But if there's anything this podcast has taught me, is that I will on occasion uh, talk like William Shatner in Star Trek. Well, I will Can you demonstrate? Like this <laughs> for weird amounts of time. And just kind of like... That's cool. Say stuff out like that. And now I notice it. Yeah. <laughs> and now I, I notice it too. To where like I'm trying to fight it and just fucking finish the sentence. You should write a zine about oh. your struggles as a podcast. How host. you and how you overcame your struggles. That could Through be. a comic. <laughs> trapped in a women's prison. Yeah. All that. Punk stories. <laughs> uh have you guys thought about starting a podcast? LA Zine Fest podcast? All the oh. time. <laughs> <laughs> Simon and I used to do a, something called Family Dinner Radio at Poobah Records. We would do oh, it. Poobah's yeah, mm-hmm. we would interview people. Man, that was great. It was great. It Dang, was like, can it we was squeeze like a... one in before you move? <laughs> it was like a two and a half hour podcast. <laughs> so much whiskey. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, like Ron, Ron likes his Manhattans. The guy who owns the shop, he mm. he loves Manhattans. Um, we would we would just like pick one of our more interesting friends and we'd interview them and our format was we would talk about um your creativity like where like that's mostly why we brought you on because you're kind of a creative person so how are you creative what's your process blah 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 um your family what what was your family that like? got dark <laughs> so no, sometimes sometimes they got real funny though sometimes, <laughs> dark is funny oh yeah oh, it was a, it was dark humor yeah um, and then the third one was drugs. Do you, don't you, like, tell us about some solid, of Solid. Your- <laughs> three solid bullet points to get through. We, it was good. And it took two and a half hours, and it was wonderful. <laughs> and we had, we had a few music breaks in between, so we could pee. <laughs> <laughs> or pour another drink. Yeah. Because it was all live-streamed on, oh. on, the, on their website. Yeah. Oh, on the Poobo website? I've been thinking about public access TV. To be honest, <laughs> I swear to you, it's it's simmering. But yeah, a podcast would be great um, to interview Zinesters. Is there an openings here? What's up? <laughs> I'm always looking no. for work. For more work. It just but. happens. <laughs> so yeah. Well, that's. I'm I'm just all out of questions. I'm well, a, I'm a terrible interview. No, it's great. Uh, no, this is good. I have to like I usually rely on. Uh, uh, Your other co-host. the other guy, yeah, or the other people. Well, thanks yeah, for having is. us. Uh, well, thank you, thank you for being on. And uh, again, it's on February fifteenth, correct? Next yes. Sunday. Next, Next Sunday. Sunday. At eleven a.m. <laughs> it's yeah. So come early because you are gonna need those six hours to see everything. Mm-hmm. Go to a panel, maybe a workshop, ch- stop in at the Zine Library, or even just like if, if you need to just like stop and nap. <laughs> You'll need we to. have some chill zones. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, over two hundred exhibitors and uh, and growing, right? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Staples Center, here we come. That's the running joke. 
How about food? What do you guys got on food? Oh, and we'll t- we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> wait, uh, there wait. will be some food. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> next to the photo booth. Yeah. Okay. Right. Good to know. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right, so, that's okay. that's, that that's was... us coming into the into the podcast now. Okay, uh, you, if you're listening, you just heard me uh, sit down and talk with the people from LA Zine Fest. They were great. I like them a lot. I'm super excited to go. Um, I'm also a terrible interviewer, and uh, Eddie wasn't here. I was uh, recovering from uh, a party. And that's why I wasn't here. But he's here now. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the this week's books. Um do you what did you read? You go first. Uh the big two that I read was uh the nameless I think it's just nameless and um Black Vortex. Mm-hmm. Uh I really, really liked Black Vortex just because a lot of the the stuff that I was into when I first got into comics was all like space opera stuff, and it's got all the space stuff that I love. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy and the X-Men uh, that Beast brought from the past to the future to remind Scott Summers of uh, not being be. a douchebag yeah. uh, are in space now. Uh, and there's this giant mirror. That when you look into it, well, no, it's it was made by one by what looks like one of the black celestials, like this, like giant, like just black celestial, uh, (laughs) and uh, from what it seems is that when you look into the mirror, it shows it like shows you what you would look like if you were given all this power that 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 the mirror will give you if you submit to the mirror. Mm. They don't really say what the mirror wants from you in exchange i'm sure there's something but it's yeah it's as of right now it's kind of like hey look i'm giving you all this power this will it will be (laughs) is the mirror called the black vortex yeah that's Uh, what the mirror's called that's what they uh, call it i well now you've kind of made me want to read it just because i also love the space marvel space stuff which is why i was so excited for guardians but I'm just not a fan of like all the events they have. I don't, well, I don't. this is this is nice because it's not necessarily an event that that has to do with like with anything with anything that's going on on Earth. But that's why it's like I have. It's you can read it a as a thing alone in space. It's it's part of their their space stuff. Their space their space stuff's the best stuff because it it doesn't. I just have to like deal so much with their Earth stuff. I'm very picky <laughs> about terrible. what. Uh, events i buy into and all that it's just i'm not an events guy unless it's you're like not gonna huge. get conver- you're not gonna get all the convergence crossovers definitely not <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at those and there's like there's not one that i saw that interested me mm-hmm. um secret wars i'm all about because that's gonna be i'm excited for secret wars yeah because it's just uh, such a, a massive thing all the the little different tie-ins that they've been releasing uh are nice but that's see that's like an event build by events I guess events oh, okay. events from parallel All the events worlds, yeah. kind of led to this, which kind of bring up two of the books I read. What'd you read? Uh, the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl 
and Ant-Man, which I both love. They're both fantastic. But I haven't read Ant-Man yet. Squirrel Girl uh, has been fantastic, though. Yeah, I, but I enjoyed I, it. What's going to happen during Secret Wars? <laughs> Are they going to come back? Are we going to have different Squirrel Girl and Ant-Man? I didn't uh, see. I don't. That's that. I would like them to clarify a little more because I really like both of these, and I don't want to lose them so quickly. I don't. I don't. I don't think they'll cancel a book that's, but out so early on. You know. Yeah. I would hope not. Ryan North and uh, what is her name? Erica Henderson are doing a fantastic job on Squirrel Girl. It's funny and adorable, and I like how like. She just has this this funny face that like I I don't want it to sound mean but like her face is so funny. She's got this chubby little face. Yeah, and like those big buck teeth, and I I thought it was really well, they funny. Made her, they made her look more squirrely. I I like that <laughs> when she hides her tail, her butt gets all big. Yeah, it's, no, it's yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. That's just comedy gold. It's comedy gold. <laughs> and the and, squirrel, her squirrel sidekick. Oh yeah, is um, the best. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Tippy. Yeah. Tippy well, she does she she fights Galactus in this one, right? Uh, not yet. But I it's mean, like it, that's like that's where the it's heading. That's to, yeah. Coming, yeah. It's just so <laughs> funny. And then Ant Man is great. He starts a a security company. Which Ant Man is it? Uh, this is number two. Oh no. Uh, which Ant Man? Oh, this is Scott Lang. Okay. And he's. Did you read? Did you wait? Did you read number one? I forgot. You said I didn't. You didn't. Oh, okay. No, I haven't. Uh, I'm well, not like the biggest, I guess, Ant Man fan. <laughs> That's I'm a, yeah. I'm not, well, neither am I, but I I do like him a lot. I w- I'm yeah. just glad he's finally getting some more. I really enjoyed uh, not Scott Lang the, the Ant Man after Scott Lang um, oh, that yeah. ended up being like an evil cyborg for, at some point. Uh, what was his name? Uh, he's the he, Robert Kirkman Ant Man. He comes the, up in this the redeemable uh, Ant Man. Oh, they mentioned him? Yeah, because uh, right at the start, this, like, man in a large grizzly bear costume shows up, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm going to kill you for what you did to me. And I was like, I don't I have no idea who you are. Yeah. And I was like, you're Ant-Man, right? It's like, yeah, but which one was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man, I want to find it, but also, uh, you know, just say something, so... So while you're... It's not dead air. <laughs> Aristotle's flipping through pages. Just trying to find that Trying to you know what I mean? find a bear attack. Yeah, he says, uh, not sure which Ant-Man you're talking about. What do you remember about him? Like, Guy was a jerk. Yeah, that actually doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> Did he seem smart? Not one bit. Oh, Grady then. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he was really funny. I... I I only ever read issue one, so I, I that's all I ever got of. That. Um, he was in he was in a run of uh, Secret Avengers that, mm. uh, Rick Remender did. Um, and it was weird because towards the end he uh, became evil. Of course, but it um, wasn't like he became evil. It was like it was like this weird like oh we had been planning this for quite some time now. Uh, he was. Under someone else's control this entire time. It's it was weird, but lots of weird stuff. But speaking of weird stuff, uh, let's well let's talk about Nameless. Let's just dive right into that. Uh, <laughs> that's I was like, this is just uh, it's just too much weird. I right now. loved the cover to Nameless uh, yeah. 
because I I love just that like spacesuit imagery, like with the it, with like the, the that yeah with the like the different occult symbols on yeah. them. Yeah, it, it looked really cool. But uh, the book itself, uh, and I was telling uh, Derek this that it felt like it was like a a Darren Aronofsky movie. Like the way the characters interacted and talked, I don't know and who that is. Uh, he did Pi. He did. Uh, did you watch Pi? Hmm? Did you ever watch Pi? No. Uh, what was that other movie? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Requiem for a Dream. Did not watch that. <laughs> what? Uh, watch some Darren Aronofsky movies. Uh, they're pretty good. I will try. Um, but <laughs> it, it's. It, it, just watch one of his movies and you'll understand what I mean. But it, it, it felt like that. It felt like, like almost like Inception a little bit too. Like that the whole dream the, thing. The whole dream thing. There was a, a couple of scenes where he was in and out of different uh, dream states, and I, I even at the end of the book, I, I didn't know if he was in, in the real <laughs> world or in a dream. I mean, he said in, in the real world, right? Like it's uh, like when he kind of got out of the water. Yeah. If you if. Well, I'm assuming everyone's read this by now. I mean, come yeah. on. Saturday. <laughs> Spoilers. Always. Um, yeah, so uh, this guy, he's got no name. Uh, they call him Nameless. He... That's the title of the book. <laughs> oh, they said it. Uh, he, uh, throughout the book, is trying to get this dream key. Mm-hmm. Um, and the key, uh, he's trying to get it for this, this billionaire. Um and it unlocks a uh, uh, what? I don't think they said what it unlocks. I remember it was a, a door, wasn't it? Well, yeah. Well, a, yeah. The, the key well, unlocks. Yeah. But, Come on. Uh, like it, the, it had an Aztec <laughs> name. Oh, the uh, the like un- it was Aztec the door underworld to the fear world to the fear world. Uh, I think. No, it's like, like the Aztec underworld. Well, yeah. <laughs> Either way, they're trying to do some crazy stuff, you know. So yes, uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Uh, but yeah, so that happens, and then like he then has to. They tell him like, oh, like that was just kind of like to prove yourself mm-hmm. that you're worthy of being a part of a, a part of our uh, this bigger mission. this bigger mission, which is the movie uh, the the movie, the, the book <laughs> then turns into, uh, hey, there's an astronaut, uh, there's an asteroid coming to destroy the world. And it has this in 33 symbol, days, right? and it's got this weird, yeah, this weird uh, occult symbol. We don't know what it is. And he apparently is a master of the occult. Uh, so, now he's going to go into space. Yeah. Solve occult things. I mean, it's exciting. It's book number one. But reading it, I was like, oh my god, this is uh, it's just all over the but place. Yeah, right but at like, the start, I was like, this is, I don't know where I am. Like, what is going on in this book? But you read Towards it. the end, it makes and sense. You, but you read it, and you're like, yeah. Okay, this is a Grant Morrison book. Yeah, I was like, there's just all there's kinds no of question nuttiness. about it. Yeah, the way he talks too. Mm-hmm. The uh, I forgot what the, what the line was, but he used the word "cunt." And yeah, I was like, oh man. Yeah, that's, that's, that was like, <laughs> like total Grant thing to say. Yeah, uh, that was no, but that was really good. I, I in that was probably my favorite book that this week. That one in Guardians. Guardians. Uh had this fantastic scene where Rocket, Gamora, uh, Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel uh, Drax, Venom, and uh, Groot were all playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. And I thought that was just fantastic because uh, Rocket was the uh, 
the Dungeon, Dungeon Master. Master. <laughs> so fantastic. I just want to know how that went for Drax. Uh, <laughs> it, no, it's it, uh, you just you got you just have to read that part. It's 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 great. Right. Um, I take your word. And Sam Humphreys is a fantastic person. Ah, well that. Uh, but yeah, it's just the whole event thing. But speaking <laughs> of of a big old space opera things, got in my hand here. One Saga? of the best books Saga? around. Saga. Well, I mean, unless you ask Holly. Unless you ask Holly. Holly hates Saga, which is a sin. I don't think she. I don't think she hates Saga. She's just <laughs> tired. I think of it. feels that everyone's um, propped Saga up so high as this like untouchable book that she's like, meh. <laughs> well, I mean, it certainly has a. I think it's earned its spot way up atop. Uh, no, it's I mean, good. It's fantastic. It's been so good. The art is amazing. I mean, Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples, that's a fucking dream team because it's just so good. I'm um, uh, waiting for Archie. Oh, yeah, that too. Jesus. Her and Mark Wade. Yeah. Um, but I love Saga. It's just I hate the, the those, long waits. The long waits because I was reading this and I was like, fuck, I kind of can't yeah, remember you what don't... happened to the last one. Or when they do like the time jumps, the the time jump I was kind of all right with because I'm sure they had their adventures and whatnot. But no, no, yeah, no, I I understand that. It's just like sometimes when when you go back and read and you're like, wait, what happened? Like, wait, what other time jumps? There's only one time jump. Well, I mean, you know, like the the that time jump. Yeah. That's that's it threw you off. Yeah, I because I last I remember there was that whole thing about um his name is Marco, right? Yeah, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Terrible old names. Uh, where Marco was kind of like talking to the the dance teacher, yeah, and that yeah. was kind of like it's like, oh shit, is he about to cheat on his wife? And then boom, <laughs> now there's this whole other thing where that that doesn't even matter anymore. It's not it's not even a thing. Yeah, it's not even a thing. Well, it might be later, but I mean, I mean, but I mean the uh, the narrator kind of tells you, yeah, how the story pretty much ends, but it's 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 the in betweens that that yeah, matter. It's, it's the journey. It's the, it's the journey. Remember, guys, when you're on the road of life, it's all about. It's not about the destination; it's about the journey. One hundred percent. Another book that I read, uh, mostly because Holly told me to, and James Deco did. Oh, he did the, the cover, cover for it. Yeah, and I. And oh God, I love his art. It's so good. Like, but the 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 problem with his him doing covers is that once I open the book and I don't see his art throughout the book, it's like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, the, I art is, the art is good, but like, it's not James Deco. That Godzilla book he did. Which I never got to read. I still, I still want it. <laughs> yeah. so good. Like, shit. That's the, of course that's the book I miss out on. But, yeah. It's, it's, it always pains me when like a lot of these artists, um, do these amazing covers, but don't, or rarely do interior work. Yeah. Uh, like Raphael Grandpa. Raphael Grandpa. He has some amazing just art that he that he does, and, and, and he did a cover for uh, X Force, Uncanny X Force. I think the uh, the Rick Remender run, um, and it was beautiful. Mm. Um, and he's done like a couple of things in like the Black, Batman Black and White stuff. He did a, a Mesmo Delivery Service, I believe. Um, but he, I just. 
ah, I wish he would do more. <laughs> there was these, like, I think vodka bottles he was doing, uh, the art for. And uh, I tra- like I tracked them down just so I can, like, have, have the art. The art that was... <laughs> uh, well, this book is, is uh, pretty cool. It's... Uh, my first thought was it's pretty similar to Avatar in that it's the... Uh, like an army kind of thing except they're prisoners Mm. um they get sent to this other planet where they're trying to terraform it to live on but there's these aliens or these creatures that are like destroying these um called terraform towers they're destroying the towers and so they have to go and like fight them off and it it's similar in avatar in that way but i think it i think i still think it's really good it's its own thing to where... Do they the, send one of the guys to, like, integ- integrate with them? No. Okay. No, that has yet to happen. So, oh, so this is there, more just, like, rebellion than... Yeah, it's, well, the, the, the lead-up to it was, like, this is very familiar. But yeah. uh, the, the, main, the main character, the woman that is the focus of the book, uh-huh. or at least of this issue, appears uh, to be the, the daughter of some politician. They don't exactly say, but there are a lot of them like, we know who you are. Oh, uh, okay. Like you, or like, fuck your dad. I know who your dad <laughs> your is. Dad. Yeah. But uh, the ship crashes after tr- uh, they're on a ship to go fight these alien creatures mm. off from destroying one of the terraform towers, but then their ship gets shot down and uh, so they go, they kill off the, the, the creatures that are there, but then they, they still end up blowing up the terraform tower, they fly away, and now they're st- stranded there, and because they're in a prison-ish thing, they have these uh, things uh, implanted inside them. And I oh, like, like shot collars? Uh, kind of, but uh, what are they called? The, the, the obedient the, discs from... Uh, the, the punch. Yeah, it's called the punch, and... Uh, <laughs> Like, it, it tracks how long you're gone. Yeah. Like, if you try to run away, and then at some point it kills you. Uh, and okay. so now they're kind of like, well, now we have to walk back, because they're not going to come save us. Yeah. And we have to beat the punch to the punch. You know? uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today. <laughs> We've run out of material. Uh, no, one last book, though. One last book. Did you read anything else? Or is there anything that you wanted to talk about? Um, because I mean, I do also kind of want to talk about a things I wanted to mention. Uh, Bunker came out, and uh, if you're not reading Bunker and or uh, pretty much any of Joshua Hale Falakov's independent work, uh, it's fantastic. He's putting out a book, Punks, right now. He's putting out The Life After, and he's putting out Bunker. But my two favorite are Bunker and The Life After. Uh, both different books, both just just amazing. Um, that came out this week, and please, please go pick up the the trades for both of those. Those are both out. The first volumes, they're fantastic. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> the 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 last book I have here is The Humans, which is just like everyone's favorite because it's fucking fantastic. It's so gritty and gross, violent, violent. awesome, so actiony. This whole issue is uh, is about uh, the I forgot what they call them, but the human fights. Well, I mean, like yeah, like the the, the cover, cover says it all. Like, <laughs> yeah, one guy is this giant dreadlocked 
just behemoth of a gentleman is uh, pounding on another gentleman with what appears to be someone's severed leg. Yeah. And just beating the crap out of him. And there's a bunch of uh, these eight people uh, are just watching it, watching Mm. it go down. And, of course, it's awesome. It features a a pinup in the back by Katie Skelly. It's just fucking great. Um, there's a there's a few pages of uh, a, not a I want to say a human fight, but it's not the the humans fighting. It's mm. the actual like human beings fighting that they're they're pitting against each other because they have a bet. Yeah, but like the art and the colors are great to where uh, like um, the humans little like little tiny guy. Everyone's like fuck that. He's gonna lose to this other guy's. Um, Oh, this guy uh, who's ripping the jaw out of? Yeah, who's, like, massive. Um, but then, like, they they give him their drug, and so, like, he goes super crazy. And, uh, yeah, right. The, well, you can't see it, but there's a panel where, like, they're all blue <laughs> and purple, and there's red and yellow, and the colors are great. And you see him, like, really get crazy. And it's just ah, the best. The best. <laughs> so raunchy. So they're fantastic. Yeah. Who who does the book? Uh, Tom Neely, and I always mess up his name. Uh, Keenan Marshall Keller. Because whenever I see that, I want to say Keegan Michael Key. Oh, Keegan Peel. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're great. So yeah. those were our picks of the week. Yeah, they were. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about A-Force? Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that. Uh, it's... Got a terrible name though. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. And it just ah, A Force is such a. They could have went with something better. Yeah, I mean, well, like I I get it doing like A Force because they do X Force for the X Men, but it's just yeah. like. Come on. Yeah. What Did you? you I mean, do you know what the premise is though? I was. Uh, I was. I actually don't. I just. I just know it was announced, and I. I read a whole bunch of uh, not controversy, but stuff about the view. I was supposed to get announced on the View. Oh, and, they and then it didn't. It. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Well, because they, they, all they, what Marvel was doing, they were saying that they were going to have like a very force filled like announcement. And when you say things like that, that usually means Star Wars. Yeah. And so everyone's expecting this like Star Wars announcement. And no. Was, what else could they It, it was this so. book. Um, but it's just, it's just a tie in at the moment. It's not like, it's not going like, to be like an ongoing or anything as far as I've, oh. I've seen. It's just a tie-in into the Secret War stuff. It's one of the uh, Battle Worlds. Uh, uh, something all female battle. Well, or what? yeah, something has happened to like the men in that world, and um, so there's like an all female Avengers. Uh, nice superhero team. Yeah, that that sounds like it. Sh- well, I want to say they did that. No, right? It was the it's X Men that was all female. Like it was all the it was female. Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a. Uh, uh, Hulk, Hulk was Brian Wood. Brian yeah, Wood's yeah. writing that one. Um, I mean, it seems cool. I was, I, I had seen like a a post up somewhere, and then like someone commented on it, like, oh, what was it? Something like, oh yeah, like, oh, why, why would the, why would the Avengers split up their teams into like male and females? It's like such a sexist notion within itself, and uh, I didn't it, even think of it that way. I thought of well, but they like, don't. Like that's not yeah. like. It's it's just weird. This guy was like, I also, I mean, it's cool that they're doing it, but at the same time, 
it's a it seems a little pandering to like hey we got this off female book let's get all the let's get all the ladies it, that's i mean it's not necessarily i don't see it necessarily yeah. as pandering like it, it's it's marketing. It's 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 it, yeah. that that's I mean, what it really kind of like boils down also, to. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be something bad. Because I mean, it, it's a tie-in, so like now I understand. Yeah. I get it. But I mean, could also just see more female yeah. hero books. Well, they they I do mean, have quite all, a bit. Yeah, but with I Thor. Mean, uh, I'm super excited. for She Hulk is ending, which uh, is kind of sad because mm-hmm. uh, I was enjoying that. Um, Spider Gwen's coming out. So uh, Miss Marvel's fantastic. Captain yeah. Marvel's. Great. Um we got Silk coming. Silk's coming. Uh Spider Woman has her own book. Uh Squirrel Girl that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um so there's I mean there's a lot of of books and each I feel like each one of those books is, is diverse in its own way. Mm. Um like you can't like I, I don't think you can pick up like Ms. Marvel and be like, Well, she's dealing with the same things that She Hulk is dealing with and it's like mm-hmm. Well, you have effectively changed my mind. <laughs> I'll admit to that. I, See, but I because that's I thought like they should just do more female books, and I was trying to remember how many there were. See, and that's I mean that's that's when I hear people say like, oh, it's like pandering to women, and it's like that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, it, there should be more comics directed at at everyone. Yeah, like everyone, everyone should be able to just pick up a book and be like, oh, hey, like this is something I like. Uh, it's. There needs to be more of that. There needs to be more openness to these things. Like, mm. to take, hey, they want to do an all-female, like, Avengers book? Fucking do it. Like, yeah. it's just, it's... The book should be judged on the work themselves. Is it a good book? Is the art great? Is the just different things like that? Not, oh, uh, well, it was, like, an all-female team. Like, So, mm. I don't know. That's my rant. That's my... <laughs> And it was a good one. I mean, now I feel like a dumb dumb. No, no. See, that's how we I, learn. I didn't fully that's think that's it how through. we learn. I know. I, I admit, I didn't fully think it through. Like I, I didn't even know what it was. I just read the news and I was like, eh, I see. See, but that's how I felt about that guy. He was like, oh, like why would they separate like the teams? Like that's so sexist. And it's like they're not, not separate. separate like yeah. it's not separate teams. It's just that this world necessarily needed a team of. Uh, female avengers that's what happened in that that particular world Hmm. if if someone had read the synopsis, then maybe they would instead of like just jumping the gun and commenting be like i'm gonna fucking piss this guy off do your research (laughs) do do your research damn it we're not here to fix all your problems (laughs) every day jesus christ Uh, (laughs) anyways all right i think it's that's I mean, it's a show, right? Yeah, that's that's a wrap. That's a show. Buy more comics. Shut it down. Shut it turn down. Turn it off. Just turn it all off. <laughs> down with patriarchy. Bah. <laughs> all right. All right. See you later.